listening to Tarot Visions. You lucky devil. Hey, Rose. Hey, Jamie. How's it going? It's going okay. You know, usual, usual. How about with you? Oh, where to begin? There's so much going on right now. And not all of it is tarot related. I mean, it kind of intersects, but it's bigger than what we do as readers. A lot bigger. Well, that's true. There's lots going on that affect our community, not just what kind of cardstock we're using, not just kind of what paper we have, but the world at large does affect the tarot community because it's part of our community, right? Yeah, it does. And listeners, if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, I'm talking about two things that have happened in the past couple of weeks. Um, The Black Lives Matter movement, as well as the LGBTQ ruling that happened here in the United States on Friday. And these are big, 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 big things. And they affect so many aspects of all of our lives. And sometimes being a white middle-aged woman, we think, well, gee, what can I do? I love my black tarot readers. I love my diversity decks. I love the decks, dust to onyx deck. I love these things. How does this, you know, kind of affect me? And it's amazing how much and how bigger and how huge white supremacy is kind of rooted in our day-to-day lives. And we need to take a deep, dark look at some of this stuff. I mean, there's a hashtag out there called Tarot So White, and it really is. And I think that's because we don't do enough to lift. As a community, we're so ingrained in the social constructs that while some of us don't notice because we think, oh, yes, we're being positive. We're, we have African-American friends. We have Black friends. We have Nigerian friends. We have all the friends. That doesn't mean tarot so white isn't true. It just means that maybe we need to look deeper, right? Yep. And there's so much we can do. I mean, like I said, I'm a middle-aged white chick. I'm 45. I'll be 46 in a couple of months. And right now... As I've said constantly in places, on social media, other podcasts and whatnot, I'm listening. I'm also educating myself. There are so many good books out there. If you follow my Twitter feed, I've been retweeting names. I've been retweeting information. So listen and educate yourselves. And when I say listen, I, I say listen to your Black friends. Listen to the minority voices that are out there. Educate yourself. It is our duty to figure out how to interact and how to step up our game and how to stop microtransactions and microaggressions that happen, that we do. I mean, this is not like a short-term thing. This is a long-term game. So we have to keep pressing. There are times where I know I'm going to fail. I'm going to slip up. I can't let white fragility get in the way. I have to know that, whoops, I slipped up, be schooled, do better. And because Black Lives Matter, period, under discussion, Black Lives Matter. Yes, if you're able to, you can donate to charities. 
a lot of good black organizations, a lot of ally organizations. There are even black trans organizations that you can actually donate to, or even just trans organizations that you can donate to to help the minority voices. And the biggest thing that we can do that I've seen, I mean, it doesn't, I, we can't march. We're, we're in the middle of a um, COVID, COVID-19, the pandemic. So a lot of us, especially Im immunocompromised middle-aged white women like myself, we can't go marching. I don't, I can't protest because of my asthma and my allergies. I'm immunocompromised. So instead I've taken up the mantle of pointing out these microaggressions, trying to educate my other middle-aged white friends. I've offered to buy people um, eBooks or even books on the subject where and when I can, if they want to know more, but can't afford things. So I'm trying to actively participate in the discussions, these hard, hard discussions of, you can't say things like all lives matter. That is bullshit, sorry. That is complete dumb, you can't say that anymore. It's a micro uh, microaggression, it's not smart and it doesn't reflect the current state of the world. I would change that to it's no longer a microaggression, it's a major aggression. Um, that particular statement, and I'm not going to repeat it, uh, because I think that it needed to be said, and you've said it, so thank you. Um, and I think it's a big deal to talk about how we all can, as Caucasian people, stop talking and start listening. And it's not just to our, our Black Lives Matter friends. And Black Lives Matter is not a new movement. We both know that. Um, but it's come to the forefront again. And there's reason. It needs to be looked at. It needs to be seen. Because there is more people of color who are murdered in this country than needs to be, than ever needed to be, never needed to happen. You're right. Many of these murders that have happened in our nation didn't need to be. And some of these murders happened to Black trans women just for existing, which is also why we're here today, because of that and because of the, I can't even say his name because I've always called him the twat waffle. The, 45 is fine. People yeah, will understand. Number 45 on Friday took away a lot of rights for LGBTQ people. And Rose and I are a part of this community. And I have so many people in this community that I love and respect. And on top mm -hmm. of that, what's even harder about this ruling is that it affects trans people. Trans women are women, trans men are men. Non-binary people matter. They exist. They, they are important. And this ruling goes against everything. It's just, to me, it's pure evil. And it has ticked me off. And I'm trying so hard not to cuss. I've already said one BS. I'm not going to say any more. I'm going to try and be nice. It's okay. Which is also why we're here. Um, I'd like to introduce the elusive Kendra. So at the end of every recording, Rose and I tend to thank the people who have helped us in our uh, podcast. And one of the voices you hear is Kendra. Or beautiful music that we have at the beginning and end of our show anymore is because of her being willing to 
create some music for us because we and we needed it. And so thank you so much. Um, and thank you for coming on and chatting with us. Thanks for having me. So Kendra is my partner. And if you hear some echoing, um, that's because we're, we're kind of recording in the same room. But we wanted to have her on here because she is directly impacted by this ruling. And we wanted her voice to be in on this episode so that you all out there can actually see and hear what is going on. Because we need to uplift all the trans people, trans women, trans men, trans children, all the kids that are trying to get on and get through their life and be recognized for the gender identity and expression that they want to live. It all matters. And all this stuff that's going on is just, it's adding fuel to a flame that I feel in this world, in 2020 of all places, doesn't need to be. Kendra and I talk a lot about these issues, medical issues, social issues. Um, I hate using the word political. However, it is political. Everything in this world is political. Even tarot readings are kind of political in a way because we all make choices. We all make decisions. And it's something that goes against the norm. It really is. And it's hard to come up with a lot of questions for having my partner on here. At first, I'd really just like her to kind of introduce herself and her words. Hi, well, as Jamie said, I'm her partner. Um, I'm trans. I've uh, been transitioning for many years now. And um, I came out a little more than a year ago. Um, and and it's rough like starting starting this kind of a transition in your life during this particular time is very scary um but it also works quite well because of the awareness in the ally community that it brings um i'm looking forward to seeing more representation in media, tarot included, as like we figure our way through this thing. And I'm, I'm sure we will. Uh, I may be naively optimistic, but I believe that um, the people who want to oppress me are in the minority. What are ways that you think the tarot community could lift these voices that we may or may be missing. As with pretty much every every platform, um, putting a minority voice on your platform is the best way to do it. If you have an audience, use your audience to. Um, to bring people along with you, uh, to elevate a minority voice that otherwise wouldn't be heard. That's probably the biggest thing you could do. Um, the greater tarot community itself, um, listen to people. Um, 
make your decks more inclusive. Uh, talk about it. Cool. Um, since you happen to live with the James, uh, can you tell us, because I know you've seen her collection, and I know that, yeah, it's right behind you. Uh, could you, when she does readings for people that you've seen, what ones have caught your attention? Can you think of any off the top of your head? I mean, I know you're not a tarot person yourself, generally speaking, but as happens when you live with a tarot person, sometimes you notice things that attract your eye. Could you think of one or two that you would say, hey, yeah, I would want a reading with that if I were going to get a reading? Well, I don't really pay attention to many of her readings. Um, I try to stay out of them because they're private to the people she's giving readings to. Uh, so I purposely stay away from them. Um, however, one thing I can suggest is that throughout tarot um, and a lot of uh, spiritual practices that are related to it, I've noticed that gender is a very important aspect of of these practices and um it's very it's very stereotypical very often and it doesn't always include um the type of gendered roles that many trans people play um mm -hmm especially in like the non-binary folks or, or uh, trans people who are less, less binary than say I am. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there are, there are masculine women, there's feminine men portraying that in the, the culture of tarot and, these similar related practices, I think would be a good start. I know one of the things that I've been trying to do, because Kendra has said that, you know, I've been there since her beginning of her journey. We've been together for over, for about 15, maybe over 15 years. So it's been a long journey for the both of us in our relationship, but watching her come out and grow, I've been trying to change my language I've been trying to kind of gender neutral the he, he, she pronouns where everybody kind of becomes a they, them before they tell me what pronouns they want to use. And there are a lot of them out there. I've also tried to keep court cards to qualities rather than people you might meet. Like if it's a relationship reading, I gender, I, I take out the gender from it and I use the term people or person. This person that you might meet might have this quality. They might have this. And so keeping that language kind of neutral, I think helps, especially with non-binary and trans people. It's, it gets easier when you actually know where on the, on the gender spectrum or the identity spectrum they are or the relationship spectrum. So that way you can pull in those well-known terms. And that's helpful for readers who are hard, you know, exploring this new aspect of the community. I think as you brought up both of you, Kendra and Jamie, um, that we need to be conscious of 
as readers and as, as people who look at tarot decks. Um, and we need to remember that while trans is not new, it is not a new thing, um, but where we get tarot from, uh, Arthur Waite specifically comes to mind for this particular conversation. Uh, he didn't, it was not part of his experience. Um, so when you go and read the pictorial key to the tarot, it's very gender specific. And I would say that that we as readers need to learn that was a different time and different place and take the qualities out of that, not the, you will meet a dark man. It could be, you will meet a dark stranger. You will meet a fair haired person versus a fair haired man or woman and bring those language, change the language as, as we're talking about. Cause it's not as hard as people think it really isn't. Um, and, and I think because of the type of, uh, atmosphere that I know uh, many of our friends are trying to push forward as well as the community at large, asking a person what their pronouns are may feel like you're pushing a button, but when you want to be respectful, ask them, state your own pronouns. I mean, I know I've gone through and changed a bunch of my stuff that when I put it online, uh, I believe my, both of my Twitters should have my pronouns after. Also, commentary and and it's only because i got corrected and i'm happy that i did it's not what are your preferred pronouns it's what are your pronouns because preferred while polite society is trying to be polite by saying preferred it kind of is a it's a microaggression microaggression of itself as if they have a different one when they don't have a preference. No. Pronoun. And I need to, t- I say that out loud because I need to remember that sometimes when I'm having conversations. What is your pronouns, not what is your preferred pronoun? That was one of my big aha moments from uh, Newt this year that came up because it did. There are also good um, well, as far as I know, one good book so far on the topic, and that is Queering the Tarot by Cassandra Snow. It's on my to-read list, which is completely backlogged with a lot of uh, tarot books, pagan-type books, as well as the learning and research I want to do on racism and white supremacy right now. But that book will give a good basis to help you kind of queer up the tarot, especially if you're going to read for queer-focused people. And there are, again, a lot of good decks out there. Um, I have the This Might Hurt Tarot, which does is inclusive to Blacks and people of color, as well as some um, ableism people, because they have some uh, people with disability in the card, as well as non-binary and queer-looking people. And there's also the Pride Tarot, which got released this year by U.S. Games, which also is more of a kind of a general LGBTQ deck. I'm currently working on that for my daily draws. It's also a collaborative deck by many of the artists from US Games. And I believe, and I, you're going to have to look at the show notes on this because I believe it's 10%, maybe more of all the proceeds go to a LGBTQ community in Connecticut. 
but I, this will all be in the show notes. So you'll be able to actually see how much gets donated. And I know that there are many other good decks out there with representation as well as by the community members. Right. There's two of them that I can think of off the top of my head that come to mind outside of uh, the Silicon Dawn. And that's not one of the two that I was going to bring up. That one, however, has been around for a very long time. And uh, the Creatrix uh, is we've interviewed and they were lovely and they talked about how their experiences did influence how they created the Silicon Dawn. So go take a look at that. But the other one I was going to bring up, or the other two, one of them is the Numinous Tarot, and it's by Cedar, also known as Noel Hempel. Uh, and Cedar uh, created this beautiful deck, and it turns tarot on its side a little bit, but it is very inclusive. It looks at the community at large and includes uh, different ways of looking at wands and, and things like that. So I would tell you to take a give a give that a look, uh, and it's beautifully colored. It's just vibrant as heck. And then another one, if you're ready for it, and I will say you have to kind of be ready for it, is the New World Tarot by Christy C. Rhodes. And it just came out within the last, I want to say next six world. months. Next World. Excuse me, New World. I want to say New World. It is the Next World. Thank you. Um, and it is talking about the revolution that needs to happen now. And whether it's for yourself or the world at large. So I would give those two decks a, a, a good look and see if you can connect with them. And of course, there's also the Modern Witch uh, Tarot that came out last year, uh, 2019. So there's a lot of, of stuff happening that's coming forward and being part of the mainstream printing out there. But there's a lot of independent decks. And if you can find it, please share it with us because we'd love to lift up these voices and, and share more than what small bits that we do. The biggest thing I want listeners to know is that no matter whether or not you're cis or you're part of this community, whether you are Tarosa white, middle-aged white woman, or even one of our black or people of color listeners here, I want you to connect with one another and start reaching out. This is something that is going to carry through for no matter how many years, this, this is going to have repercussions. So I would like to kind of end this small chat, this small step, if you will, because to me, this is going to be a longer thing, ongoing topic, chat, protest, etc. Re- reactionary, revisionary history discussion going on. Um, Kendra, is there anything, a statement you want to leave listeners with about like what you want out of these rulings or what you want them to know about what's going on? What I want people to know is that right now minorities are hurting. Um, All of them. Um, There's a, a big, I don't know, movement right now to uh, to cause harm to minorities, to minority voices, and and those who possess them, um, whether or not they're trans or people of color or 
disabled people or whatever. Um, this is happening all over the place and uh, a lot of people are hurting. Uh, so I'd ask that your listeners will take that into account and try to listen and be there for one another and to uplift their voices. And for crying out loud, go out and vote. We're in this, we're in this problem because of people being apathetic. It's very, it's very easy to be apathetic when you're in the majority. Uh, I was there. I'm not now. I went from being uh, very much in the majority into multiple minorities with one change in my life. And it's had a profound effect. Uh, it has shown me the difference. And I know that it's hard to see for a lot of people, but it's there if you open your eyes. Thank you for listening. Love each other. Black lives matter. Black trans lives matter. We'll see you next episode. Thank you for listening to Tarot Visions, a podcast for the modern oracle. To keep the conversation going, find us on Facebook at Tarot Visions US or follow us on Twitter at Tarot underscore Visions.